Welcome back to Real Talk. It is where we have raw and relevant conversations. And I've really appreciated all those new reviews. I've loved the feedback. Keep it coming because we always want to make sure we're keeping all of our listeners and viewers happy. Um, I'm Katie Brown. I am your host. And this is where we interview a bunch of awesome people. Our next guest ticks a lot of boxes, actually, for category awesome. Um, She's a super mum. And she is, I guess you'd say absolutely dominating the professional world of uh, work and play. And she's an AFLW player. Uh, She also played WNBL. She works at Cricket New South Wales. Just got a new job, so we can talk about that. Studying. And yeah, like I mentioned, mum of two. Uh, Welcome, super mum. Erin Lorenzini, how are you? Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, look, I'm pretty good. We got it sorted. Uh, probably should let everyone know daylight savings. I'm in Queensland. You're in New South Wales. We had a bit of an issue, but we got through that. And I appreciate you freeing up your very busy schedule. <laughs> no, it's no dramas. I've literally just locked the kids out out of the house. So hopefully they're all right. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> I promise I didn't. How old is uh, you've got Yale and you've got Xavier? So how old are they both? Yeah, um, my little boy, Xavier, he turned six yesterday and I have a littler one again, Yale, and she is three. Yep, so they are locked out. They can definitely look after themselves. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. (laughs) He's six. Nothing to worry about now. (laughs) They can just run around. Hey, we like to kick this podcast off with a fast five. So are you ready? Worst habit? Biting my nails. A good one. Okay, do you have any superstitions? Um, I used to have a lot. I don't really have enough time for any of that anymore pre-game. So, literally, as long as I've got my boots like right next to me, traveling game day, I'm sweet. What did you used to have? Like your superstitions? Oh, like you know the the classic, wear the same pair of socks, same sports bra. You know, like I used to have to wear two pairs of socks, like a whole bunch of different things. But now I just don't have enough time for any of that. <laughs> so as long as I have my boots right there with me, like otherwise I might have to pull the car over and just check for the third time they're in my bag. Otherwise I'm good to go. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, most annoying teammate? Oh, I, look, she'd be offended if I didn't say it, but it has to be Georgia Garnett. But I'm not sure she's annoying. I just think she's... So fun, but still annoying. She would like to be considered. <laughs> <I think. laughs> there you go. She gets the medal. Uh, first kiss. First kiss? Yeah. It's a trip down memory lane. Oh, gee whiz. At 36, that's a long time ago. <laughs> oh, surely it was just some, like, random boy at a party when you're, like, 15 or something. That would be it. I don't even know. That's oh, my crazy. God. Haven't you written this down in your diary and you live by it no. every day? <laughs> <laughs> Got that one out of your head. Um, and pump-up song. Yeah. Pump-up song. Oh, anything, any R&B. Probably Drake at the moment. But, yeah, just any R&B, I reckon. Oh, love it. Love that. All right, before we get into um, the one word that best describes you, we do like to just give a shout out to Real um, Real Talk, our podcast, but also our partner in uh, Workplace Law, Shane and Athena. They actually teed you and I up and they and Shane said, oh, you know, if you're looking for anyone, I know I know Erin and she's fantastic. She's done this, this, this. And I was like, 
how have I not spoken to her? But anybody who uh, does need some contract help or if you just want representation, maybe you're, you're looking to go through your contract and you just need um, a little bit of guidance or you want a mentor, they do all of the above. They can represent you at a tribunal. Um, it's very personal and I love that they tick all the boxes to support me and what we do here at Real Talk. So the partnership's been awesome. And Erin, uh, we're stoked that we can finally have a chat. So kicking things off, one word that best describes you. Oh, I think probably the one word that comes to mind is competitive. If you had have given me two words, I would have said highly competitive, but I've only got one, so I'll just <laughs> roll with competitive. <laughs> but I think um, it would be silly for me to not admit that. Okay. Uh, competitive to the point of what? Every little thing you do uh, in life? Yeah, I think so. I've... I think I've, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at hiding it off field. No good at hiding it on field. Like it's all out war, mm-hmm. but off field, I'm like definitely still super competitive with everything I do, but I've tamed it down to, you know, keep friends and stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've matured at the knowledge that that's not always fun for everybody else. So like, you know, I keep that a bit of it under wraps. That's hilarious. Okay, everybody, let's go for dinner at Italian at 6 p.m. Aaron's there at 4.30 just to be first. Is that what we're talking about? Always, yeah, always, of course. All right, we'll talk about your professional career. You started off playing WNBL. Um, You've played for Adelaide Flames. Then you've transitioned. You you had babies and then you came back and you played GWS for the Giants in the AFLW. Um, But not only that, you also have just been – uh, given the role of head of operations at Cricket New South Wales, you're studying a master of business. You're a mum of two, and you're also a podiatrist. I'd love to talk to you about time management. <laughs> <laughs> like it's true, how? it's true. I've got a few things going on. I, I must concede I'm not doing as much podiatry work as I used to. Um, the cricket role is obviously taking most of my time now professionally, but. I'm fitting in a few other things, but I think once the kids come along, they just um, came along with me to it. And one of the best experiences um, at the Giants has been that I've been able to take the kids with me. And now Zave's old enough to sort of understand and sit in meetings and, and like really buy in. It's just so cool. And I just like see the lessons he's learning just by hanging around, seeing what happens, seeing the highs and the lows, I think is just so cool for him. So uh, as much as it's really hard to juggle them, when I can bring them, I just see the benefit for them as well as me. So I'll have to try and leak out a few more seasons. I'm not sure how many more I've got left. So, But just for them, I don't think Yale would remember much at the moment once she gets older, but he'll definitely, it'll be front of mind for him I think. How important is it uh, Erin that GWS were supporting you because that's pretty special? Yeah look it's um, just so important I just wouldn't be able to do it to be honest if I couldn't bring them along to some things and whether that be training or some weekends for the games I'm really lucky my um, parents live in Melbourne I grew up in Melbourne so whenever we have a Melbourne game which is quite regularly seeing that most of the teams are down there I always take them they get to see my folks when we're down there sit with them during the game so yeah their support with the kids is and and the girls to be honest it's not just 
like our head of footy is an absolute legend, um, Bree Harvey, but just even the girls, like for them to, I guess, put up with the kids to be around as well. Well, while I think they bring some good perspective to the whole environment, they still have to be accepting of them. So I think everybody just, you know, accepting that sometimes, you know, girls have, or women have children as well and that if they can make that, sort of feasible I think it adds to it but yeah their support's been phenomenal that's so cool I also uh, need to ask you about being a woman in this space with two kids because it's almost becoming more and more normal but for you being 36 that's Mm. like did you feel that there was never a point of a return yeah well I I had retired so I'd retired from basketball or the WNBL and then I went off and had two kids and I remember the first season of AFLW was on just after I'd had Xavier or just during when I might have just been at the end of my pregnancy and at the end of that season Alan McConnell got the job at the Giants and he rang me and he's like do you want to play footy and I was like absolutely not like do not come at me I am done like I've just had a kid like no way and then when I just had Yale, we spoke again and he's like, just come down, come down to winter series training, see how you go. And I remember I was like maybe five months post baby and they were doing like, you know, 45 second sprints on the one minute. So 45 on 15 seconds off. And I was like, Oh, well, here we are. Just jump in. And I thought, what am I doing? Like, honestly, you just don't do that five months post baby but at the time I was like well I may as well just go down I'll get fit at least like after having two (laughs) kids and um yeah here we are two years later having played a couple of seasons so I definitely did think it was probably done and beyond me but I think they sort of supported it and understood that I still had a fair bit of you know obviously athletic like I was, I was behind the eight ball. I had to do a fair bit of training to get back there. But, you know, yeah, it, it's been really good. But I definitely thought it was probably be, behind me, I would say, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This just speaks volumes of when you want to describe yourself as highly competitive, but I said one <laughs> word. Um, yeah. How long do you reckon it took you then to get back to your peak? Yeah, I, I honestly think it took... So if we think about after I had Yale, it's probably 12 months on before I played a season. So it was my first season. I think I had to get through all of that preseason and that season to then get back to like a level where you could go to training and push yourself to get a lot better rather than just go to training and survive. So I honestly think it took like a good 12 months of training to be back to train properly. Wow. I love that. Trying to survive. Uh, (laughs) And then even coming back, how rewarding was it to play another code at an elite level and knowing I've just popped out two beautiful human beings and I'm playing a semi-professional sport? Yeah, it was cool. Like when I played my first game, no doubt, especially as a kid growing up in Melbourne, like I was AFL crazy like everybody else. Except, honestly, when I was little, like, you just couldn't play. It wasn't really, you know, how some people say, oh, we play with the boys and all that. You just couldn't play. And that was all right. I went and played basketball and I, you know, had a good basketball career and all of that. But you just, it wasn't even a thought. So Mm -hmm. then to have 
had a basketball career, then two children, and then say, oh, I may as well take up footy and then play AFLW, it was cool. Like, I thought, this is all right. Like, even if I can just get one game, like, that'd be all right. Like, at least I've said I've played one game. Yeah. So it, it is cool, definitely. And to do it after the kids, you know, probably be something I'd look back on a bit later, but it's definitely harder than when I played basketball, no doubt. Well, I mean, you're playing with a lot more contact, basketball to AFLW. And I say the endurance, like the endurance of the AFLW is just so much more than basketball. No doubt. for sure. Yeah, and when I say semi-professional, I probably say that with a bit of cheek because I know all of you are professional athletes. You just are on a semi-professional wage, if that. Um, But a message for the other mums, because I reckon there would be listeners and, and viewers going, yeah, but like, Maybe you're just the one-off. Maybe you're just that X-factor special athlete who could come back. But what is it that helped you get back? No, I, I'm, I'm definitely not. First things first, I'm definitely not. I, I, am, I work really hard. So I think as long as you can tick that box, um, my message to the mums in particular would be don't not do it because you think you're stealing time away from your kids. Take them along with you. And what they will get will be so much more than you realise. And I think that would be my message. Like, I can't even tell you how cute it is to see, like, Xavier talk about our meetings, as an example. Like, Mum, Ellen said you needed to be more aggressive. Were the girls aggressive on the weekend? I'm like, excuse me, do not hold me to account. (laughs) But, like, little things like that at five, you shouldn't be able to, like, learn that yet. So... You know, and he, like, he calls when you get picked for a game, your name on the board. Like, did you get your name on the board? Did you get your name on the board? And, you know, kids at that age, like, you know, to use that term, always get their name on the board, don't they? Everybody gets picked. Everybody gets an award. But he sees the girls not get picked. He sees them, like, uh, like that they're upset about that. Then they still have to rock up to training. They still have to support their teammates. They have to work really hard. And then maybe in a week's time or two weeks' time, they get their name on the board. And you can't teach a kid that. You have to show them, especially at that age. So I just would say to the mums, take them along with you. If you want to do it and you feel like, I guess you've got the time and the support and you're hardworking enough, just do it because the kids will love it. I love that. And what you've mentioned, I feel, you know, money can't buy that. That's so much. It's invaluable. And the memories that you now have with the two. And hopefully with this expansion in AFLW, maybe you'll get a dream of playing for a Melbourne team. Who was your your club that you supported? Well, my dad played at Fitzroy, so I'm actually a Brisbane Lions supporter. Wow. I'm not going to get a game up there. They're flying. So (laughs) we'll just just play at the Giants. I'm happy at the Giants. They've been a great club, so it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Have you signed a deal for next year or for this Um, coming season? Well, not yet because obviously the the season has moved so quickly. So I'm sort of still weighing it up. If I'm honest, like the short turnaround, I think we've got seven weeks. We finished last week, seven weeks to the next preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still a few things I need to sort out. I've started a new job as well. So, like, and and the time away from the kids is a lot. So even though you can take them, you still do miss a few things. So I'm just sort of mulling over a few of those things but you know I'll probably play again for a long time (laughs) you can't get rid of that competitive streak just yet (laughs) let's talk about that new job because have you finished your master of business 
No, I'm about three quarters of the way through. So I've got two, two or three more subjects this semester and then I do my executive year. Mm-hmm. So once I sort of get through to the end of this year, then, yeah, just the executive year to go, which was not as much subject work, but just working with, um, I guess, heads of organisations and that, which will be really good. So I'm almost, almost there with that one. But, yeah, I'll, I'm transitioning to the new role now. So that's exciting. Absolutely. Head of operations at Cricket New South Wales. Can you give us a, a idea of what that involves? Because that is no part-time job. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not. Um, so essentially it's any of the content you see. So match day and facilities as well. And then the teams that you see at Cricket New South Wales. And that would be, you've got your Shield team and your WNCL team. So your your state cricket and then Big Bash and WBBL. So that's the Sixers and the Thunder. So Mm -hmm. any of that content you see, the match day content, and then the team operation side of it as well. So do you sleep? (laughs) I do. I sleep so well. I think (laughs) I'm so buggered by the end of the day. Kids are in bed by 7.30. I'm not far behind. And then it's, it's a very good sleep. Yeah. Okay, good to know. What about your your journey um, away from sport? Who is Erin? Yeah, good question. I think I've always been really motivated to do a lot. Um, and I can tell. my mum and dad definitely get worried about me. Mum is constantly saying I do too much. And I just say, well, I'm doing it okay, so I mustn't be doing too much. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely like highly motivated and I, and I love sport. So it's been really good to get back and work in sport while I'm playing sport. So I think, you know, like the old cliche, if you do what you love, it definitely applies here. But I also feel like I've got a unique opportunity with, I guess, the advancement of women's sport to have a professional career in it too. So I feel motivated and excited by that. And so, like, there's so much to do. You can work in, like, high performance and lead teams or you can work in the commercial department or you could work for the bigger organisations, whether that be, say, the AFL or the AFLW. And I just think there's so many opportunities that um, I feel like I need to do a lot and learn a lot in case I am in that situation. I don't want to muck it up. So if I ever do get the opportunity to lead an organisation, I really want to do a good job. So that that was really the motivation to doing my MBA. I want to be really ready for these jobs and then make sure I sort of hit it out of the park and do it service. Wow. So the goal is to, to lead an organisation, CEO, chairwoman, all of the above? Um, well, I think, you know, my heart's in women's sport, no doubt. I'd love to lead the AFLW. That'd be really cool. Um, obviously, there's, you know, really good people in there at the moment and I'm still playing. So we're a little way off that. Um, hence, I'm still learning. I'm still doing my MBA and I'm doing other things. And and I think I've got a good perspective from multiple sports now, obviously having played um, in the WNBL. And, and that was a really, really professional league from the point of like talent wise Mm. like our women's basketballers have been phenomenal for many years so I've seen elite level players firsthand and what they need to do to succeed then obviously I've played in the AFLW now and and that sport's getting better and 
the servicing around that is phenomenal now because they sort of try and replicate the men's program. And then having seen it from a professional standpoint, working in cricket, where I think cricket are doing a really good job of women's sport. Like our program at Cricket New South Wales, I think would be leading. I reckon we've probably got the best women's program in the country. Um, and our head of female cricket is an absolute jet. I've learned a lot from her, Leah Poulton. So, you know, I, I feel like I've been lucky enough to see a fair bit in sport. And now if I can, you know, if the time comes and I can still learn throughout my MBA and at work and while playing footy, hopefully I'm in a position one day to, yeah, like sort of lead. You know, I guess AFL would probably be the dream, but whether that be basketball or something else as well, I'd definitely throw my hat in the ring. That's amazing. I love it. That's really, really cool. And you'll you get there. Gosh, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait till you get to the top. I mean, you're already smashing it, but we'll, we'll have to have another conversation. We'll be up to yeah, we'll, we'll, season we'll, we'll 20. Yeah, we'll further there. <laughs> yeah. What was your reaction then when AFLW expanded? We recently had um, Bell Dawes and Jesse Wardlaw, Brisbane Lions premiership winners on the podcast, and they were yep. ecstatic. But yep. I guess commercially, how do you feel? Oh, yeah, I think, I think it's great. Um, I think it creates, obviously, what's four teams, 30 players, <clears throat> 120 more athletes that get to do it at a really high level. Um, and I think from a fan and a commercial point of view, I think the Sydney Swans already have the most signed up members of a women's club. So I think the want is there from the supporters. It's definitely there from the players. Um, I hope that it doesn't dip the standard too much because I think if you look at the comp, you know, if you step outside and look at the comp from season one to season six, the improvement has been huge. Mm -hmm. And those top teams and how they play footy now is really exciting. I hope it doesn't, um, yeah, dip the standard too much. But what do you do? Sometimes you just got to do it, give more people an opportunity and and see how it works. Um, they're obviously the one of the expansion teams is the enemy down the road to the Giants. So hopefully, I, I say that lightheartedly, hopefully they don't steal too many of our players. You saw Brisbane handle that really well, didn't they? They've won premierships since um, the Gold Coast have come in. I think it'll be good for Adelaide footy. I think Adelaide need to be broken up a little bit. But I think really power to the players, isn't it? The more opportunity there is, the more. And if you just look at it in the New South Wales landscape, if you didn't play for the Giants, you didn't play AFL football. So I think the players have multiple opportunities, multiple people that will judge them now, multiple programs. It can't, it can't be bad for the players. So I think from that perspective, it's great. Yeah, I like that, the the people up the road she who <laughs> shan't be named it's almost like That's we're talking right. harry potter um <laughs> you're right with the opportunity you're i don't want to keep harping on about your age but you've been around in this elite space so you've seen the change what for you has been the, the biggest change you've noticed well it's definitely the servicing of the programs so just the elite level of servicing of the programs and then, obviously, even though people complain about the money, the money. Like, I think when I played my first season of WNBL, I was getting maybe like $50 a game, like a pie and a Coke, effectively, to play and a high five and thanks very much. <laughs> and, 
And that's about it. But, like, you know, I think the tiered system is really good. Should the girls get paid more? Probably. Um, will they get paid more? Yes. But it's a staged process, isn't it? Like uh, the new CBA is about to be negotiated, so there's no doubt there'll be uplift there. Um, do they do more hours than they're paid for? A hundred percent. They definitely do. But do they get that elite level of servicing and structuring that probably the boys do? I would say yes. Like, And I can say that from the perspective of knowing what happened 10 years ago and we didn't have half the services. Can it improve? Yes, of course it can. You could have four physios instead of two. You could have you know, all full-time coaches instead of one full-time and three part-time. So it will get better, but it's come so far. Mm. And I think once, you know, the new deal's in, that'll help it again. There'll be further uplift. So, but the servicing has is phenomenal in comparison to when I played my first few seasons of in the WNBL, like the AFLW program is. It's chalk and cheese on professionalism. Yeah. Love hearing that too. And I think that's an eye opener for plenty of people who aren't mad sport fans, but are listening into the podcast and they get a lot of inspiration as well and some motivation from you. Um, Is there a a story that you'd like to finish on? Maybe it was this one memory that um, was the, the hurdle that you overcame, or maybe it was something super positive that you love to talk about. Oh, great question. AFL or basketball? Can be any. Well, probably I should shout out to another mum, shouldn't I, really? Like, this is my opportunity. But I'm sure everybody saw um, Breed Stack get injured in the preseason last year. Really bad injury. She broke her neck. And um, her toughness after that, like, no doubt she had moments where she thought, what the hell's just happened to me? But she trained to try and get, like, she had lost a fair bit of feeling and innovation in her arm after that. And to see her train through that last season with no chance of playing and then come back again this season and play every game, um, like say what you want, how good's that? Like, and she had a little, she's got a little boy. He's two, I think just over two. So he was what, just 18 months when that first happened. And for her to come across the other side of the country, uh, other side of the world, sorry, and do that, I think that's a, that's pretty cool. I don't reckon too many guys could do that. Only a mum could do that, right? Yes. Yes, superwoman. <laughs> that is, that's a beautiful story. I love how you, one of your favourite stories to tell is about another woman. God, go you. That's um, nice stuff, nice touch. But you're right, the resilience in her and, and her family. She's got the support too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently she was saying the other day when she's been playing, her mum can't watch her games. She goes into another room and like does Hail Marys like and then her dad watches the game and then he comes in after the game and says she's okay and then she can go back and watch a game <laughs> so I think that's probably a really good eye-opener to there's a lot of people around like when you do have kids and you are playing sport there's a lot of people around you that are invested as well not just you so you know I've got phenomenal support from a number of people no doubt Breed does as well so there's a lot of people that come into play when when you do have little kids and you're playing sport wow that's great thanks Erin that's been a great chat Uh, I really appreciate you coming on board 
No worries. It's been good. Yeah, it's fine. It went really quick. I'm looking at the time going, all right, well, we only allow 30 minutes. I've got to wrap things up. And uh, before I do say our final goodbye, just uh, workplacelaw.com.au. They're a proud partner of the Real Talk podcast and they're uh, – a close friend of both of ours, I would say. Shane and Athena are always looking out for us both. And and yeah. just to empower other athletes, you don't have to be a female. You can be whoever. And um, they love to mentor you. They can guide you uh, if you need representation or if you want any help with your contract or sponsorship. You can go to workplacelaw.com.au. Very grateful for them. As are you, Erin. We're grateful to hear your story. And I can't wait to see what's in store for you over the next short-term and long-term goals. Yeah. That's right. Thank you so much for having me.